Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Now, if you uh, consider yourself a multi-passionate entrepreneur, you have a lot of you know ideas, a lot of things that you want to put time and attention into, and you feel like maybe is this wrong? Is this bad? Should I be multi-passionate? Uh, I wanted to bring on a guest, Heidi McCauley, uh, owner of Sign Wellness and a registered holistic nutritionist who also considers herself a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I wanted her to come on and talk all about her experience being one, how she splits her time through her passions, and how to really get clear on like what you want to put your attention on. So um, welcome to the podcast, Heidi. Why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and like just get into that uh, multi-passionate entrepreneurial spirit and tell us all of the things you do and how you kind of split your time. Yeah. Hi. Um, So yeah, I'm Heidi and I'm super excited to be back on the podcast again. Um, I, as you said, I'm owner of Sofris and Wellness, which um, I practice my registered holistic nutrition um, in and under. I also just recently upgraded and became certified in athletic nutrition and performance. So I've kind of added that to it. Um, I also, by the day, I am an accountant assistant at Harley J. Crab & Co. So I do bookkeeping and accounting. I'm also an ambassador for CFV Athletics. I love cooking in the kitchen. I do a lot of meal prep. I'm an essential oil advocate, a yogi and trainee, and a plant enthusiast. So needless to say, you, I wear a lot of hats, <laughs> a lot of different things. Um, and it is. It's because I am multi-passionate, and I have a passion for a lot of different things. And when I tell people this, they kind of look at me and think I'm crazy. <laughs> which is fair because it is a lot to take on. And so I kind of want to talk a little bit about the pros and cons of that and how to stay organized if you do choose to go the multi-passionate side. Yeah, and I'm so glad that you're on talking about this because I think so many people can relate to this. Um, I know I've worked with clients who are like, I have so many ideas and it's hard to just like narrow it down. And I mean, um, in some ways that can be difficult because not having maybe like one clear path can, like you said, it's a lot for other people to really wrap their head around. But at the same time, we're human beings with lots of passions and we're not just one thing only. So I think it is cool that you can kind of be yourself in true expression and offer all of these different things um, and have them kind of like uh, reach those people who need that one thing. So why don't you just kind of tell us like what what is like a multi-passionate, like what does it mean to be a multi-passionate entrepreneur? Does that mean like having a lot of different things on your plate or different um, hobbies or like what would you kind of like uh, define that as? Totally. So um, actually one person that really spoke to me when I was trying to figure out um, how to even describe what I was, because I consider myself an, an entrepreneur, but um, I, again, I, I don't really feel as though I've ever found that niche. And that's not to say that I ever will, but 
currently where I'm at in my business and in my life, I've never really clicked with just one thing. Um, so it was actually at the yoga conference, the Victoria Yoga Conference earlier this year. I like to volunteer there every year. And I went to this um, one girl's uh, seminar, um, Orsha, and she was talking about how to be a multipreneur. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's me. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> <what I'm doing. laughs> I was like, I've never heard that term before. Um, so it was super cool because I went and I listened and it kind of made sense. It just like all clicked. And one thing that really spoke to me um, that she said, I mean, it was there was a lot of great information, but the one thing that I took from it was that you can do it all. Uh, you just can't do it all at once. So that was something that really spoke to me. And although it sounds like I do do a lot, which I do, um, I don't do as much as I could be. <laughs> there's a lot of other options and there's a lot of things on my plate that I always like to look at. And um, basically in being a multipreneur, you have to pick and choose your battles. You have to pick and choose what is working, what isn't, what is practical and what you're able to actually put the proper time into. Um, so when you are a multi-passionate person and a multipreneur, the one main thing that you have to get really clear about is what are your core values and what are your morals? Um, like what kind of life do you want to live? What kind of person do you want to be? How do you want to feel? How do you want to make others feel? How can you serve others? Um, all those things kind of come up and then basically you just say no to everything that doesn't align with that. Mm -hmm. Um, and you have to be really honest with yourself. You know, is it something you can take on right now? Or maybe it's something that you just put to the side and it's something that you come back to one day. Um, so it is, you have to stay organized and you have to stay really honest with yourself and with others as well. Yeah. Wow. That brings up such a good point because, um, I mean, I guess in a sense, I could have called myself, I don't know if I'd say like multi-passionate entrepreneur um, mm -hmm. when I first started my business, but I was more of like a yes woman. I was like, sure, yeah. I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. And I said yes to all the opportunities, which sometimes when you're starting out is good because you need to put yourself out there. You need yeah. to say yes and learn what works and what doesn't work. But I ended up getting burnt out and um, I wasn't really like asking myself, you know, what do I want to do? What feels like a yes opportunity and what clearly feels like a no opportunity? So I'm curious, like, do you have a practice where you like sit down and like think, is this a yes or no? Or, or is it more of like a body sensation where you're like, there's this cool thing and there's this new thing I really want to put energy into? Um, like my body is like being drawn to yes or there's this new thing and like, oh God, I don't know if I should do it or not. And you're overthinking it. And maybe it's a no. Like, do you have any kind of practice to help you sort that out? Yeah, actually. So that is kind of, um, it actually kind of comes back to the podcast that I did with you about a year ago on overcoming your fears and basically uh, talking about like how to embrace them, how to face them and how to let your passion overcome them. Um, so it was one thing, I can't remember who it was uh, that I heard this from, but basically what I understand, like for me personally, when I get to be overwhelmed with all the yeses, because I'm totally like you where I'm like, oh, there's so many options. There's so many opportunities. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. um, how to pick through those. It is totally a body feeling, but basically I hope I'm allowed to say this on here, but it's, a, if it's not a fuck yes, mm -hmm. then it's a fuck no kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I know that I'm sorry. I hope that's okay that I say, you can say it. Yeah. And, and I like that it's with passion because it's yeah. like, it really needs to be like that clear yeah. yes or no, not just like a meh, maybe totally. I think you need to have the passion behind it. 
And like that's honestly, again, getting really honest and clear with yourself. Like you, you kind of know your body and yourself. I mean, I'm, I feel like I'm quite in tune with my body. So if something doesn't feel right, I just, I know, and I get that gut feeling that it's like, mm, you know, I really like the idea of this, but maybe it's not practical where I'm at right now. Um, and so I, I it was really hard for me to say no to a lot of things, but once you start getting accustomed to it and once you start getting clearer and you kind of just start, you know, uh, letting go of everything that's not really working for you, it gets a lot easier. Um, for sure, at first, it's not as easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but that's kind of what stuck with me was, if it's not something where you're feeling like, this is so where I want to be, if you're kind of feeling a little iffy, you need to understand why that is too. like, get to the core reason of, um, like, for your procrastination is, are you procrastinating doing this or saying yes, or jumping into it because maybe you don't have the skills yet, or maybe, you know, if finances aren't in order, there could be lots of different things, but you really have to get true to who and what you are and understand what it is that you want to align with basically. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I'm sure it's like a muscle, like probably at the beginning you'll falter a bit and you won't be able to follow that little voice sometimes and then you'll learn and it will speak a bit louder next time and maybe you'll still deny it and then it's st- screaming at you to say no this isn't an opportunity for you um yeah. and then over over time you start to just listen a little bit more i think it's probably like i said a muscle you're just constantly working on yeah and that was kind of the thing too i mean it, I kind of talked about it when it comes to fear. I mean, fear and getting started and all that, it, it plays a role with us. It, it, you know, fear is an illusion. It doesn't actually exist. And, and so we create it in our minds. And so there's a lot of times where we conflict and we say, well, maybe I'm not good enough, or maybe I'm not this enough. And that's not, that's not true. But I mean, it's, it's stories that we tell ourselves. So it's trying to understand what is the story that we're, we're saying to ourselves or what is it that we're holding on to that might be holding us back. And it's, it's hard because it is getting to know yourself better. It's getting to know what feels good and what doesn't feel good. And, um, again, like how, how do you want to your business to look? How do you want your life to look and really just narrowing in and, um, working on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I'm super curious. Um, how do you stay organized? Because if like, I think this is one of the main reasons I've had to really cut down on the things that I do because um, I'm such an overthinker and I, I would be in like overdrive all the time if I had too many things on my plate. So how do you keep yourself organized and actually like split your time between all these opportunities? Yeah, staying organized. I mean, I am a Virgo, so organized is my thing. <laughs> like, I love to be organized. Um, and one thing that helps me stay organized is lists. Like, I'm just like a huge list girl. So um, I schedule, I use calendars, I do all of those kind of things, the natural kind of organization stuff. Um, but for me, honestly, it is it's doing a lot of lists. So it's writing all the things down that I want to do. And doing like, say, let's, let's say like the top five and just focusing on those. Um, so there's lots of different options and ideas and business ideas that I've had. And I still have a massive list of those that I just keep on my phone or on my computer. And I just kind of check in and I, I kind of go back to those and I just kind of like reevaluate. And I basically audit my life as often as possible to make sure that I'm still staying on track. Um, but one major way that I do like to do that is I've started actually doing, um, I've, I've started giving it to my clients as well as using it for myself. Um, but I do a lot of, again, 
checklists. So I do gratitude checklists. I do grief checklists. I do checklists on how I excel, what I want to improve, personal check-ins, those kinds of things. And so that's a really good way to kind of audit your life and audit where you're at and see if um, where you're at in your business and in your personal life is still uh, serving you the best that it can be. Um, and so with those checklists, I've actually now made those available on my website too. So if people are interested in that type of stuff, um, you can totally refer to there and, you know, do that, or you can just make them yourself and a notebook. Um, but I think the, the, really the key thing is, is again, staying honest with yourself and auditing yourself, making sure that, um, you're, you're speaking your truth and you're telling people what is and isn't practical to be taking on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now I'm curious too, like if you were to, I'm totally putting you on the spot here, but if you were to meet somebody like at a networking event and they asked what you did, yeah. do you have like a, a nailed down version to kind of incorporate all of these things? Or do you feel like it ends up becoming a little bit more of a story and then, yeah, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm curious at the end of the day of like, how does this play out in real life? Because I'm sure so many people are sitting there like, okay, this is such a great idea in theory, but will I be able to communicate to others what this actually looks like? So I'm just curious, like, maybe this is where we start talking about the pros and cons of each side. And I'd love to know just like, how this feels for you when you're in these scenarios. Yeah, it is actually funny because when I meet people at networking events or even honestly, I've just recently started dating again. So it's talking to people about what I do can seem um, not daunting. I mean, I love what I do. So and I'm very passionate about it, clearly. And so I, I really like to talk about it. But I, I do keep it super simple. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do not say the whole spiel of, oh, I do this and I do that. I'm more like, yeah, I'm Heidi and I'm a holistic nutritionist. Essentially, mm-hmm. that's how I feel and believe because as a holistic nutritionist, it kind of blankets all the things that I do. Like I am passionate about self-care and meditation and yoga and, you know, mental um, focus and things like that. And I am passionate about culinary food, fermentation, creating meals. And so holistic nutrition kind of blankets all of that. So that's kind of why I, I just say that. Um, and then as I get to know people, I kind of dive in a little bit more and I kind of get a feel of um, what capacity they would want to talk about what I do. Mm, That's really true. So you like feel it out. You're like, are they up for a conversation? Are they a visionary like me? Or do they just need the Coles note version? (laughs) Exactly. And uh, honestly, a lot of people, it kind of like you can tell if they're if they're really excited and really want to hear or if they're like, yeah, that's nice. And they just kind (laughs) of, you know, that's good to know kind of thing. Because a lot of times people just want the title or the something, something to to talk about, but other people really like to hear it and really want to know. And then that's really fun for me because I can dive a little bit further into it and talk about what I'm passionate about. Yeah, absolutely. And so then I'm curious kind of as the next step then, when you are now talking about this in terms of like monetizing these passions and these um, things that you love putting your time and attention into, do you lead with the holistic nutrition and have clients come in under kind of like that business. And then if they're open to doing the yoga or doing the meditation or having the food prep done or learning how to do fermentation, is that where you now introduce all of these um, multifaceted parts of you as a practitioner? Or do they know that going into working with you? 
Yeah, I think actually um, what I found most, especially with my clients, when I kind of talk to them to understand where they found me is they they have been following me for some time and they kind of get that I'm multi-passionate. Like they kind of see that through what I express and what I talk about. And um, honestly, I mean, I think being multi-passion, I think everybody goes through it at one stage in their life. You were kind of saying how you kind of went through it too, because I mean, ideally you need to try a little bit of everything to ultimately know if it's going to work for you or not. I mean, sometimes we get this idea in our mind that, you know, this is the road we're going to take. And then we do it and we're like, oh my gosh, this is so not what I want to be doing mm-hmm. at all. So mm-hmm. we need to understand and learn how to pivot and, uh, and do that gracefully as, as best as we can. But yeah, I find people do come to me because they understand that I'm multi-passionate. And usually it starts off with the holistic approach. So it's always around holistic nutrition. I find that people um, first come to me and then we kind of dive in a little deeper as to what avenue they like. So um, I am very pro of multi-stream revenues. So I do have a a full-time job that I do during the day, although it's not technically full-time, it's like six, seven hours a day. Um, But then in the evenings, I do my my business and weekends and this and that. So it's, it's kind of like I, I have I have one stream of revenue coming in and then I've got another stream of revenue. So for me, I, I like the idea of having different avenues to to have that coming in. And so when people come to me, it's usually around holistic nutrition, but sometimes they go down the essential oil train or sometimes they want to do yoga or sometimes people need bookkeeping advice. You know, it's like mm. there's really random things that it can go it can go down. <laughs> yeah. And, well, it's funny. And you and I do have to talk about the bookkeeping after because I know I reached out about that. Um, so let's keep that in mind. But <laughs> I think at the end of the day and kind of why I bring that part up is that people just want to be in your world when you are living in that energy of, you know, being really aligned with your passions and uh, just being really clear. People want to be in that energy. And I know that's what draws me to you. Um, and what I'm sure a lot of your clients are drawn to you for is like, you know, I just want to be around Heidi because she has so many interesting things going on. Um, so I guess the only problem is, you know, can we articulate that properly to people? But I do like how you said lead with the nutrition and then bring in the other components at a later time. And that is honestly, I, I, um, I really envy people that have niches to be honest, (laughs) because if you have a niche and if you understand and you have a very clear focus goal and it really is driving and working well with you, that ultimately is the best way to get clients, to get customers and to grow your business fast and to make it really economical for you and your clients because you can really talk directly to them. So I really love the idea of niching, but then there's also you know, for me, I'm not clearly there yet. And maybe I will be, maybe I won't be. I, I honestly don't feel I ever will be because I am so multi-passion. I do have so many passions. Um, but I've, I've actually been really inspired by a lot of people that I have been following because like you said, it is 
like what I'm drawn to. So I, I actually used to be a personal assistant for um, a lady that was a traditional Chinese medicine doctor. She was a yin yoga teacher. She was a herbalist. She was a nutritionist. She did so many things, and which is why she needed a personal assistant. And I was really inspired to be watching her and to see her doing it. But she was busy. She was working a lot. And she was really organized. She had to be really organized because she had so many moving parts. Um, so I think it's something that I was drawn to. I've kind of looked at a lot of people that I've been following and I noticed that they do live a multi-passionate life. So I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I think it is something that people come to me because they understand that that's kind of what I offer and who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there's like a little bit of a stigma in the coaching industry. And I mean, I'm guilty for this too, is like really being like niche, niche, niche. And, and do like to my core, I do still believe this, but then I meet people yeah. like you who, like you said, it, it, sometimes there's, we can't fit within a box. Right. So, um, if I could give you like any advice, I don't know why I'm turning this into a business coaching session. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, please. But, yeah, but if it was like, if you wanted to get more clear, maybe it's not about saying I'm going to help this specific person with this specific problem and only do it with this specific modality. Maybe it's more about like, I support women with their well being. And I know that's still so broad yeah. and generic, but at least it gives some um, parameters for people to understand. And then they can self um select, you know, is this something I'm into or not? So sometimes it's about like being super niche down and so specific about exactly what you do. Like me, I'm a business coach for nutritionists. That's so specific. It's not just for health coaches or for wellness industry. I'm specific to that. But you can also start more broad and you can get more clear as you go. There's no right or wrong way. I think it's just whatever feels best to you and whatever will actually make you like jump in with your two feet in, right? If niching isn't the thing, maybe start exactly what you're saying. Start with the multi-passions and kind of like refine as you go. I agree. Yeah, the refining is huge. And also, I think that we're evolving, growing human beings. We are, we're not stagnant. We're always moving. We're always changing. Everything about our lives and ourselves and our, our world is changing. And so, uh, there, it's not to say either that sometimes when you're putting effort into something and it's not working, that it's never going to work. Because I'm starting to find that with myself that the very first job I ever got hired for as a holistic nutritionist was to meal prep. And I kind of dismissed it thinking, I'm not going to meal prep. That's to this. That's to that. I had all of my you know, judgments around it. And I made a story in my mind thinking, I'm never going to do that. Now, like a few years later, two or three years later, uh, I'm getting so many people reaching out to me for it and I'm loving it and I'm finding it's, it's driving way better than it did three years ago. So it's kind of funny because I'm noticing the things that kind of do the full circle and kind of come back. Um, and again, I think that that's again, being open and listening to yourself and listening to your body to understand maybe this is now, maybe this was my judgment before, or maybe it wasn't where I was meant to be at, or maybe this just fits for me right now. But um, it is really interesting, though, to to watch and to understand as life grows and progresses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've seen that firsthand in you, which is so cool. You know, <laughs> I know we first connected when I moved to Victoria um, about three and a half years ago. You were like the first person I connected with and um, to see you then versus now. And I'm sure you could say the same for me. Like we've both changed so much. And that's kind of the beauty 
of being a human, a living, breathing human that can make choices and can go down different paths. And maybe you don't end up where you thought you would, and but maybe that ends up being an even more beautiful scenario than what you might have anticipated. I agree. And actually, there's a really cool quote that Tim Ferriss, uh, I wrote down actually, because I heard it on one of his podcasts one time. And it really stuck with me. And most people, they overestimate what they can do in a day or a week, but they underestimate what they can achieve in a year or even two years. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's where I got myself when I first started off with my holistic nutrition business is I was thinking years down the road, I want this, I want that, but I wasn't really being present in the the day and the week and the the mundane things that you need to do to get to that goal. Um, and so I really liked that because it kind of broke it down a little better and more manageable, digestible in my mind. Um, we have these endless task lists that we do. And if I was to look back a year ago, I wouldn't even imagine, well, I mean, this has been a crazy year in general because of mm-hmm. but I couldn't even fathom, you know, the amount of leaps and changes and growth that I would have done in a year, you know, but if I was to look at the day, I, I wouldn't have even noticed it. So yeah, that's such a good point. Hey there, I hope you're getting so much value from this episode. So I wanted to take a quick pause to tell you about the Next Level Nutrition Biz Collective and share a special offer just for podcast listeners like you. If you're trying to get momentum with your nutrition business or need some support figuring out your next steps or brainstorming ideas, this monthly membership is for you. Inside, you'll get monthly in-depth marketing, sales, and business trainings and Q&A sessions to help you grow your nutrition business, as well as a supportive community where you can ask questions and exchange ideas. If you want to learn more or join us in the Next Level Nutrition Biz Collective, head on over to www.stephanielong.ca slash membership and be sure to use the code podcast in the checkout to get your first month for only $7. See you inside. Something that I even thought about while you were talking was, you know, um, something I'm trying to practice a lot more. So I thought I would share it and kind of see how you feel about this. But starting to come up with the idea or the kind of even like a sentence of here's what I'm available for. And here's what I'm not available for. So having a really clear kind of, I guess, boundaries between like, here's something that really lights me up that I want to put energy into that is bringing me joy. And here's what no longer, maybe one day it served me in the past, but I'm no longer available for that. Does that resonate with you? I actually love that you use the word available um, because it totally resonates with me. I, I hear people say things that are similar to that, but what they say is it's not a priority. And Mm. I, I, I appreciate that, but that makes sense. You know, if it's not a priority and then it's not a priority, but it kind of dismisses the other person. If you're saying that to someone, you know, it's like, oh, I would, I would really do this, but it's not a priority right now. It just kind of, you know, I don't know. It feels like it, you're almost like putting that person down. Like it's, they're not important enough. Um, and so when you say the word available, you know, this, I'm not available to do that, that makes it a little bit more open and accommodating in my mind. So I really like how you said that, that, Yeah. Yeah. And it just helps you position like, or really think about like, what is important to me, right? Because as a business owner, we have so many hats we have to wear. You know, what ones do I have 
am I being pulled to do and which ones can I kind of leave behind? Mm -hmm. And the things that you're not available for, maybe they still need to get done, but maybe you delegate it to somebody else. And then you can kind of stay in your lane and stay in that vision um, of being more that like multi-passionate entrepreneur and that person who has all these loves and joys for different things and not worry about kind of the things that aren't lighting you up anymore. Yeah. No, I I like that a lot. And um, I think like you were kind of just saying, it is getting clear about what you are and aren't available to and really just getting a little bit more true to yourself, understanding what is it you want? What is it you're truly passionate about? And what do you have time for? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, we're not super women. We don't have to take it all on. We don't have to do it all. I know it sounds like I do it on, but I really do have dedicated times and spaces. And um, I have people in my corner too. You know, I don't do it all on my own. I've got um, a meditation mentor. I have a regular yoga practice. I've got a regular meditation practice. You know, I have friends and people that I connect with and business mentors. So there are people that I I do talk to to help me stay on track because it's so easy to do, especially when you're doing it on your own and you don't have like a business partner or even a spouse or somebody like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's so, so valuable to have people in your corner to make sure that you are staying on track, but to have accountability partners that are helping you stay on track as well. Yeah, because sometimes like, you know, I know this for myself, like I have a business coach because I could, I could come up with ideas all day long. Like I love ideas. Like if I could be paid to just generate ideas, um, (laughs) I would love that. But it's like, ideas are great, but is there a way to um, execute those ideas and put them into action? So sometimes with me and my business coach, I have to ask like, you know, here's what I'm thinking. And we need to bounce things off one another to actually see if like that's going to align with the kind of longer term vision. So of course, I can do things and test them out. And maybe it won't be a long term thing I'll stick with. But you know, as at least for me personally, as I grow in my business, and I get to higher levels, I need to be a bit more strategic about the things that I say yes to. Um, So I need to kind of cut out the noise of the nose. But um, sometimes you don't know what the nose are, you know, especially if you can't drop into your body. So it's like, yeah, yeah, bouncing that off someone else having that sounding board. I don't know about you, Heidi, or about any of you guys listening, but that's like, I'd say probably for me, one of the harder things about being an entrepreneur is, you know, friends or family obviously caring and supporting us, but not truly getting it. Like, you know, my partner, Craig, he is so lovely. He will let me talk forever about these things, but he doesn't know the next move to make or what I should do strategically, or he doesn't know if it's a good idea or bad idea. Um, So, you know, we need these people in our corner that have a little bit of that mindset to help us, you know, steer in the right direction. I so agree. Cause yeah, I, the whole what you're saying, bouncing off the soundboard. I, yeah, that is like been so valuable having people like that. And I I have regular people that I check in with on a monthly basis because I agree with you. I do have so, I have like a list of ideas all the time and I just keep them there. It's more fun and creative than anything, but having people to bounce it off and be like, okay, I'm thinking this. Does it even make sense? Am I crazy? Am I totally out to lunch? Like, yeah, yeah. Very, very, very helpful. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I wouldn't know what I would do without my entrepreneur friends and and my coaches and all that. For me, like, um, you get so stuck in your own head and in yeah. your own vision. And sometimes it's nice just to like have that 
um, outside perspective to kind of put things into place. So I, I appreciate that you um, shared that you also have those mentors too, to help you kind of sort through some of the, some of the noise that might be going on. And also too, I mean, you ultimately it's, it, you can have conflicts with yourself. I know for me personally, I, I get really excited about it and I know what I'm going to do, but I kind of just need to talk it through first with somebody. Um, so having that, it kind of, it gets you to align more with yourself because there's definitely times where I'm talking to my mentor and I'll, and she'll say something. She's like, it, it sounds like this is kind of how you're feeling. And I'm like, no, actually that's not at all. Mm-hmm. You know? So it, it kind of gets me to understand myself better too, when I've got other people to talk to, because sometimes what they're saying doesn't actually resonate with me or sometimes it does. Um, so I think that's actually, I've been really cool with working with mentors because it's only been in the last few years that I've been doing that. And I've noticed mm-hmm. a huge growth and a huge change in how I think things through and how I work through problems because of that. Yeah, absolutely. I can 100% agree. My nutrition business, like prior to having mentors was a lot of struggle, a lot of, am I doing the right thing? A lot of self-doubt, just a lot of like not knowing what next step to take. And as soon as I invested in mentors, um, honestly, it really changed for me because I feel like you just have that person in your corner, which is such a different feeling than like the alone, I don't know if I should do this, I'm going to give up kind of entrepreneurial vibe. It's very different to more step into that empowered, I've got this and I've got a team or I've got support behind me to actually make this a reality. Totally. The empowerment and just having those like raw, real relationships in business is, I just think that's it's so, so invaluable. It's just something that you, yeah, I, I found a lot of value in it. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Well, any other kind of tips or anything you think would be super helpful for the people that are like sitting there feeling like that (laughs) multi-passionate entrepreneur or like, oh my gosh, this actually sparked in me this like fire for there's all these things that I love, like any other tips or, um, kind of like a final word that you would give to those people? Yeah, um, for sure. List. I mean, number one thing is always list. And I I know that sounds kind of ridiculous because I'm sure everybody says it, but I, I think just writing it down physically, writing everything and putting all the stuff in your brain on a piece of paper, that for one will hopefully help you kind of get a little bit more focus on where, where you want to be at. Um, and number two is just really surrounding yourself with like-minded, motivated individuals that can help you... Um, be a soundboard, maybe be an accountability partner, or if you're financially able to, honestly, investing in a mentor has been really, really beneficial in in my world. And especially if you're a multipreneur, because you could be doing a million things and burning yourself out. And then you're spreading yourself too thin. You just can't give 100% everywhere. So you're giving everybody 10%. And that's that doesn't work for anybody, you know. Um, so I would say um, getting clear on your vision, understanding how you want to feel, what is your why? You know, how do you want to make other people feel? And ultimately, like, what do you want from your life? Um, mm-hmm. And then just saying no to all the things that don't align with it. And it'll be hard at first, but you'll get you'll get better at it. It gets more comfortable as you you get a little bit more empowerment and you start really defining and refining um, what your vision looks like. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, just like a little tip for those of you, and I'm not sure if you do this, Heidi, but um, I'm not 
I kind of have writer's block when I sit down to write a vision. Um, it can get a little bit tougher for me because I'm like, I don't know how to put this onto paper. So sometimes what I'll do is actually, I'll, I love using Google Drive and Google Docs. So I'll actually open a Google Doc and there's a function on it that's a microphone. So you can actually just speak and it will type out everything you're saying. I mean, I'm sure there's other platforms or apps you can use for that. But that's the most simple way for me because then I can just go in and then I can kind of fine tune and edit those ideas. And I can actually share that Google Doc with my mentor and she can leave comments and we can kind of refine that idea. So just a thought for those of you who are like, you know, writing a list isn't in my wheelhouse, you know, get out loud, you know, put the vision down on paper use whatever methods you need to to get that out there um, and don't feel wrong or bad if it doesn't look like the way somebody else does it because there's if there's a will there's a way and there's no one right way when it comes to like um, kind of like casting that vision totally and I yeah I actually do the same thing but I I use Google Docs but I don't usually use the microphone that often just because it sometimes doesn't catch what I'm saying properly yeah that's true too (laughs) yeah Well, thank you so much for coming. This has been, you know, such a nice, like, kind of, I don't know, like a burst of energy or a bright light and something to focus on for for me even to think about how can I bring in more of my um, passions into my business. Um, And for those that are probably sitting there like, wow, okay, like you just gave me that permission I needed to be my full true self. And it doesn't have to look one way. So thank you again so much. And I would love for you to just share uh, where people can find you, uh, whether that's your website or Instagram. And then um, I'll make sure that's all in the show notes for everyone. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, thank you so much for having me on. This has been really fun. And um, yeah, people can follow along on my um, social media pages. I'm on Facebook as well as Instagram. I'm softism.wellness. Um, and you can follow me along on my um, website as well. I do have those. I have a gratitude check-in list. I've got a grief check-in list. And I've got a few ones about um pros and cons, things that you can prove on and things that you're doing really well with yourself. So if you think those would be beneficial, if you think they'd be helpful, for sure, go to my website and you can download those there. Awesome. Thank you again, Heidi. I really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thanks so much. (laughs) Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend or take us on social media. Catch you next time.